0: Hello and thank you for downloading Discussing Documentaries with myself Matt Wills and Rick Wharton. Say hello Rick. Hello Matt. Today's documentary that we have just watched and are just about to dissect, it's a definite Rick choice this one. So fluffy little me, has been woken back up into the real world because we have just watched Welcome to Leaf. It's from the year 2015. The provider for this one was Apple TV and Amazon for £2.49.
1: The director was... No, it was free on Amazon. Was it free? There was like three three different copies and the first one was free.
0: Oh, man. You need to let me know that we need to work on our communication, to, to quote Will Smith.
1: I I watched this ten minutes ago, so you you're a bit ahead of me in terms of what you need to get done. All
0: right. Um. So director was Michael Beach. There's all that coffee.
1: There's all that coffee money. You <laughs> <hope to smoke laughs> <be in. laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks very much for all our coffee supporters. Um, the director was Michael Beach Nichols and Christopher K. Walker. Mm, that's weird. Two. Uh, Free, free named people there. It made thirty six thousand <laughs> dollars. Well, because that's have you seen? Have you seen conspiracy theory with Mel Gibson and is it Julia Roberts?
1: I've seen. It was one of those movies where it was always the trailer on a VHS. Right. So
0: okay. I've seen.
1: I've seen like the the, the two minute trailer of him and the woolly hat. saying, I don't know which one
0: is right. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> it's a really good. So I've film. seen
1: that, but I've I've never seen the movie. But uh, yeah. But
0: he says all killers of. I think it's prominent people have all got free names. James L Ray, for instance, friend of the show. I mean, he's not a friend of the show, but clearly, but
1: yeah, the, uh, yeah, he's a mention. Let's on the back show. down on yeah, yeah. on the James L Ray support before we lose, yeah. before we lose our coffee bean cash. <laughs>
0: Especially as we're talking about white supremacy. But could that just be
1: what they're booked in as at the police station, and they give a full name? Like, just say if I went and killed a prominent member of parliament they'd say richard craig wharton as opposed to rick wharton
0: maybe yeah maybe mind
1: you modern day they'll probably say like at rick wharton 87 twitter <laughs> handle like but like back in the 70s it just might be an official document
0: I'll, I'll mention that to the writers of conspiracy theory next time we're in a meeting
1: i really want a behavioral scientist just to be ripping up notes right yeah. now like, <laughs>
0: Bloody working class smart kids from bloody Newcastle—they're ruining everything. Have you
1: noticed? Have you noticed? Everyone that gets assassinated has a surname. Hmm?
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're all a little bit nuts, which ties us nicely back into welcome. Which is which is why
1: Madonna's probably immortal.
0: There you go. Although Prince cancels that out.
1: He wasn't assassinated,
0: wasn't he, Rick? Wasn't he? Let's get Tom Grant on the case right now. <laughs>
1: so well, All right, sorry. No, no, don't apologize. You tell them, you tell yeah. them what, what made-up awards these people have won. They, they won the Mudberry Pie <laughs> Film
0: Festival Award. Uh, <laughs> they, won, they won the Welcome to Leaf Award.
1: Yeah, they won the Leaf Film Festival Award in 2016.
0: <laughs> so the accolades for Welcome to Leaf, it won eight <laughs> awards, and it was only nominated for seven. So well done. And the blurb from IMDB, Welcome to Leaf is a feature documentary chronicling the attempted takeover of a small town in North Dakota by notorious white supremacist Craig Cobb. Filmed in the days leading up to Cobb's arrest for terrorising the townspeople on an armed patrol and his subsequent release from jail six months later, the film is an eerie document of American DOI ideals. Rick, this was your choice, my friend. So why would you get someone like me to watch Welcome to Leaf? Well,
1: it's been a long road to find a podcast partner to listen to me talk about documentaries over the last few years, Matt. And as we've learned, you are remarkably susceptible (laughs) to to positivity and ideas. I I am very intrigued to see what memorabilia you've bought from (laughs) Leaf and for what side.
0: 'Cause I was thinking as I was watching it, because I am incredibly susceptible, um, I genuinely thought, is is Rick trying to program me as an experiment? <laughs> I've also watched uh, an upcoming documentary, uh Project Nim. Mm-hmm. Am I your NIM? Is this what I <laughs> am to you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, not at all, Matt. This is I. We I am learning as we go uh, as to as to what because I am worried about you when we get to the long form uh, <laughs> documentaries. But so this one, I it just stood out. I watched it a few years back, and it was a fascinating documentary. It's uh, watch I watched it this morning, and it's harrowing to sit back and and it watch. It's harrowing. It, it it could be a horror movie. Very easily, but it's got some tropes that I very much like in a documentary. So even you cut to the first scene, and you've got uh, camcorder footage of two hillbillies walking around with rifles. Yeah. Some some awful woman on the camera saying they're carrying big sexy ass guns with too much confidence when she's that much out of breath for walking around she- the town.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was a sixty a day woman.
1: And then they cut, and I got to be honest, in the documentary, I love a nine one one call. I love a 911 call. And you're getting frantic calls to 911. Yeah.
0: Great way to set up and a it, documentary. Because straight away, you're and, like, oh, we've got a bad guy.
1: Yeah. And, and and to be honest, Welcome to Leaf, like I said only like 30 seconds ago, could could very easily have be been a horror movie.
0: Well, funny enough, I don't watch horror movies because of how they make me feel and just because of the way they play but, with my brain.
1: Like the sign saying Welcome to Leaf looks like it should be crooked and have like bats flying yeah. around it in the old Scooby-Doo style.
0: That this gave me similar emotional feelings to how I feel about when I watch a, uh, I watch a horror film. In my notes that I made, it terrified me. absolutely terrified me. I was genuinely scared, and at the end of it, I, I sat there for a good 10 minutes thinking, the, the world is the world's fucked. If, if these people are in the world, it's over you've got to remember, these are a small minority, these white supremacists. And I mean, incredibly small.
1: Uh, but uh, later on, in towards the end of the documentary, they come up with some statistics, which is uh, fascinating, which had a cultural impact on on this type of world. Um, but the first guy you see, like, first off, so it's Leith, uh, is it North or South Dakota? Leith, North Dakota. It's North
0: Dakota, yeah. And it's not Leith in Scotland. Yeah. Just uh, We're not going to get that miserable. It's Leith oh, in, are, in America.
1: They are way too many racists for them to move in in Leith in Scotland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when it's Leith, just let's get over my accent problems. That's L-E-I-T-H. It's not L-E-A-F or L-E-E-F, Leaf, which is how I say it. Apparently, according to my Scottish mates, when I'm living with them in Leith, funny enough, in Scotland, I always say it wrong. It's Leith, not leaf.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay, sometimes Matt, I think you're too nice to criticise me, and you saying you have an accent problem and how to pronounce something is really just passive aggressively telling me to stop
0: mumbling. <laughs> okay, no, you do mumble. It's a it's a, it's an ask to fix, but I, I don't really weirdly enough I don't hear your accent if that makes sense. Yeah, if
1: if you're but... listening to this podcast, this is heavily edited to make me sound clearer. <laughs> It's remarkable my my career as a public speaker over the last twelve years has been somewhat stunted.
0: <laughs> Rick is my Eliza Doolittle. That's what I've got going on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so are. yeah, so the first so there's twenty four people that live in this tiny remote town. There is Big oil companies nearby, so they sometimes have transient guys. Very very mice of men-like coming in, looking for work, and then oh, leaving.
0: great shout. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's one of the four books, Matt. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, Regular listeners of the show, uh, you will be aware, but if you are new to our podcast, Rick has read four books. One of them being Steinbeck's Mice and Men, as I've just found out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that got read to me by an English teacher while I sat there and got a C. Yeah. And the Malkovich movie. But, so, yeah, so there's only 24 people that live there. And the first person we meet is the mayor, who is a cowboy who drives the school bus.
0: Yep. And why is he mayor?
1: He was grandfathered in <laughs> because there's only three people <laughs> on the committee and the other two passed away, That's I believe. Right, is that yes. right?
0: So straight away you're just because it's a
1: peculiar town, and just even yeah. thinking of living like that is fascinating.
0: Because it is a small town, and everybody knows everybody. So the first person you meet, who's after that you've met the mayor, is it's a couple, and they are Heather and Lee Cook. Now Lee is from Longview in Washington, which, as we know, just above Portland, go Mavericks. Now he met Heather <laughs> in church. And when they moved to Leaf, they increased the population by 25%.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a sad story of why they moved to Leaf. Their 17-year-old daughter was murdered. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking. And you can tell why you'd move out to the middle of nowhere, want to protect your family. Mm. And for me, Lee Cook's probably one of the heroes of the whole thing. I'm a big fan of Lee Cook.
0: Yeah, I buy into that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there is a lot of heroes in this to make a great hero you know what you need
1: you need thanos you need a great villain you
0: need a great villain absolutely and these are hands down some of the worst villains i think we've we've come across bar abducted in plain sight these are up there these are number 2 in the rankings of bad guys for for, for me
1: i love the telecom and the bear are getting off scot free in your mind right so um they cut to August, so this is when the whole story starts for the town, basically. In the August of, it would be been, 2015?
0: Yeah. 2016?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. A strange guy moves in called Craig Cobb. Now, Craig Cobb, all I could think when I saw Craig Cobb is, is Garth from Wayne's World hasn't took Mike Myers' success very well.
0: Nice. I like that.
1: If you look at a young Garth and imagine he's on PCP watching Austin Powers, livid that he didn't get the success Mike Myers got, could completely be Craig Cobb.
0: I thought he looked like Bruce Dern, the actor.
1: Tell me what he's in.
0: He's in that black and white film.
1: I wouldn't have seen it.
0: (laughs) No, but it's a modern film, but it's, it's black and white. I and mean,
1: Craig Cobb wouldn't have been in that because it was white and black. Yeah, that, you see, if it was just a, if it was just a white <laughs> movie, it'd be well cool with that. So Craig Cobb is
0: Nebraska. Sorry, the the film he was in is Nebraska, and it's about an old cranky guy. You see my phone there. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Bruce Dern. I don't Hands think the down. listeners can see it either. Oh really? We need to work <laughs> on this medium. I don't I don't fully get it, do I?
1: Uh, All you families gathered around the the wireless there just to listen to us (laughs) tell you about Welcome to Leaf.
0: And showing pictures to one another. Can you see this? It's
1: great. A hot cup of cocoa and you're all sat there hoping, when are they going to say someone looks like someone from The Simpsons?
0: (laughs) (laughs) They read four books, but he's seen every episode of The Simpsons, so fair play to him. He has put his time in. It's not like he hasn't learned. All right, so
1: Craig Cobb moves in, and first, it's just a weird guy with scraggly hair and thick glasses. Yep. They think nothing of it. They're glad of more people, so they go, they introduce themselves to him. And the mayor's wife yeah. even says to her mother, there's a single lonely man in town. Maybe you two should hook up. Yeah,
0: because they're nice, folksy people in Leaf. There's not many of them, so they've, they've got a real sense of community. You know when they have those they have those um, town hall meetings, don't they? The whole town turns up. It's 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 yeah. lovely. And when we say that his name is Craig Paul Cobb, and when we say he's a villain of the piece, because he is the ultimate villain, he's awful, an awful human being.
1: Ah, oh, absolute scumbag. Yeah. Absolute scumbag. And you could see. Say- He's, he's infuriating to look at. He, he truly is. And the way he acts, carries himself, yeah. it's all just offends all five bloody senses. It
0: does, absolutely. Um,
1: so <laughs> it very quickly shows you a brief history of Cobb and how he's got the KKK posters. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, footage of, say, like, the alarm and rays of hate groups. Yeah. And how Cobb was kicked out of Canada and Estonia. Now I'm not sure on Canada, but when you get kicked out of Estonia for being racist, that is <laughs> right. that is first ballad Hall of Fame scumbag <laughs> right there.
0: That was tick, excellent. He got his. Uh, that that's how much of an asshole this guy is. And
1: and this is where I don't plan anything. So like we're home on lockdown at the minute.
0: We say we're on lockdown. Lockdown could have lifted. Me and Rick just like being home. That's the...
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with, even if I was one of the conspiracy theorists that were like, yeah, it's just so they can vaccinate our children and get us off the coin, man. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, but I've got a lazy boy chair now. I'm fucking good. I'm staying in.
0: <laughs> it's lovely to have a reason,
1: you know? Yes, I'm,
0: I'm, it's, it's like, I'm with you.
1: it's like find out you're dyslexic. It's like, thank you. At least I've got a name for it yeah, now.
0: Because I used to think I was an idiot.
1: So this is so this is like I say I don't think the logistics. So I we we plan to record these in the afternoon. I watch this on the morning. My girlfriend's in the dining room, the, the room next door, given a meeting, and she is literally given um, a, a meeting. they are setting up a BAME committee for yep, okay. for her work, and I I got to be honest, she listens to these. I'm not going to say too much in case I got told to edit some shit out, but it's not. What when she's presenting the meeting, you do not want to hear these guys yelling the n word at the footage of these yeah. festivals. Oh, tell you what, that was, I, I it was like on level three. The volume had to have subtitles because I'm like <laughs> that is not something she really needs right now.
0: I I always I watch this with headphones because I just I didn't want anyone to hear. That's how disgusted I was. The minute it started, I went, oh, hang on, because it was so hot when I was watching it. All the doors were open. I'm like, just in case case the neighbours can hear through my headphones, I'm shutting all the doors. Yeah, it was awful.
1: And so then it goes into some of the things Cobb did in the past. So uh, there was a judge that he was embroiled in a case with. So he posted the judge address online and that judge and his wife was then killed. Now they can't prove it was someone linked to them. But, uh, yeah, or, or it was due to that, or someone else found that info, but that judge was unfortunately killed with his wife after Jeff Cobb posted his address.
0: Yeah, Craig Cobb. Not Jeff, Cobb.
1: Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb's a wrestler for AEW. I apologise. It is Craig Cobb.
0: <laughs> now, the whole basis of the the documentary is Cobb has come up with an idea where he's going to move all of the white supremacists to Leaf. And that's basically so they can take over the place and then they will have a legitimate political platform because they would have voted in a legitimate mayor who's then got legitimate political power. So then they yep. can start pushing their agenda up to a national level of debate and their agenda yeah, yeah. being uh, only people like them should should be around and they are white
1: yeah, the 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 white racist supremacists, and you uh, the, you they introduce one or two other ma- like key the 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 charismatic figures that started. So on every document we've had of anything like this, there's always th- like three people that got to the front of the pack, and then they're leading their own section of morons, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, is, is yeah. how
1: it usually works out. One of them is Tom Metzger, who I've seen a few times. Um, on Louis Theroux documentaries.
0: So is he the leader of the NSM, that nationalist so- he, socialist movement?
1: No, that-, that was a different guy. He's another guy on a on a different thing, but the NSM is the guy who dresses like he's in the SS with the yes. black coat. Yeah, yeah. All about. yeah, I've seen a few of them on Louis Theroux and they're, they're pathetic. They're absolutely pathetic each time. Oh, God, yeah. So the idea is, and... Um, Yeah, as you said, they're going to get the infrastructure, but they only need 10 people to move in, and then they have a majority vote. So uh, Cobb moves in and then gives the deeds to the House to these other two leaders of different factions of the white supremacist movement for a dollar, and then they all all come down. And all those guys, they just look like they've been to too many festivals, (laughs) and now they've got... And now they got swat stickers on their arms. Do you know what I mean?
0: What, what I noticed was they love a flag. Oh, this is the yeah. flag and for I this. Dis- this is the flag for that. We need our. We got to support our <laughs> flags. And one of the flags, because there's, because the, it's all about nationalism. And one of the flags, again for the. It's basically it's a version of the Nazi party. One of the flags. Yeah. yeah. Union Jack with some stuff on it.
1: You're like, oh. Was your Union Jack yeah, in there as well? Was not it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Ugh. All right, lads.
1: See, the thing is, like, due to the ethnicity of Leaf, they could have just moved in, you know what I mean? If that's what their goal was, is to live in a in a white-only town. There was one person of colour yeah. that lived there. I think it was Brian or Barry Harper, I think he was called. And the dignity and respect of that man is, is up there with... He wasn't in it much, but the way he could talk about them with composure and, and, and how he compassion. went on. Yeah. So Bobby Harper, and he lives next door to Cobb. So he doesn't even have like the other eight people in between. He lives next door.
0: Yeah. And it's not that they want a white America, that they want a white planet, but it's a very specific white. So you have to be from like the Scandinavian type countries and you've you've got to adhere to a certain criteria to be one of them. And,
1: and these awful shanty houses are being set up looking like embassies yeah. with all the different flags.
0: <laughs> Banging the flags in. Did you see the, the the sort of his partner in crime, his foot soldier, has got a Hitler toothbrush moustache?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's difficult to miss that, really. I,
0: I, I, missed, <laughs> I missed that for ages. When I eventually saw it, I was like, how did I miss? I, I think I was so busy just... The anger was in my eyes because effectively I wouldn't meet their criteria because of my size. My freckles give me a, a somewhat weird look, I'm guessing. Um, I was raised you know, mainly by an African, so that, that wouldn't be good for them. I'm reasonably liberal. And if I was to become a white supremacist, I think it would piss off my Indian mates. I, I just think they'd. I'd get kicked out of the WhatsApp group and it's my favourite WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think they got I don't think they got like a perfectionist. It's not like um they don't have I I, I imagine they would like the standard of perfection the chicken book for, for, for whites, but when you look at the family that moves in, they're not too selective on what they look like. Um but before that they have like first, so first off again, it shows that just just good people uh anti-fascist groups show up to protest it so then yeah. they have their numbers and that's instantly so that's August by like September you've got these two groups just head to head and their local police station has three deputies and a sheriff now if you were the sheriff and this had just hit land you'd be fucking devastated got you're to. like are you kidding me yeah. i've got the easiest beat someone tipped a cow last october yeah. and that was front page news and now i've got the the head spear tip of the national uh, white supremacist movement and then we've got the anti-fascists and they're coming they're clashing and then you had the native americans come and just make their stand which i thought was incredible
0: yeah, yeah the support was amazing like i said lots of lots of good guys because the bad guys were so bad
1: the people that came the fascists that came they just love to I, I, there's, there's got to be a way to describe this fucking personality of them like
0: antagonistic pricks
1: Absolutely, but they want to be shown to be tough. Do you know what I mean it's about it's all about their own individual egos yeah. for me not some collective utopia that they might get. It's the idea that fucking in, in the UK, if we got rid of all the foreigners, all of a sudden everyone would have a fucking swimming pool. All of a sudden. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yes. You, you, every, every election yeah. you, you get like some party spouting that it could be like that. But if, every, if they got rid of everything, first off the infrastructure would collapse and then it'll be like, Oh, you know, who's coming over next. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah. It was Romanians. What was it like five years ago? All I'm hearing is people saying like, "Oh, the Romanians are going to come over," and <laughs> it's just scaremongering. And it's- of course, it is,
0: and especially on our island, because our island is built up of immigrants. That's what that's what makes it great. It's that influx to the gene pool of people from different countries. Why do you think some British people are very, very good looking? It's the influx of the Scandinavian touch because it wasn't the French, was it? They didn't get a good looking until oh, okay, much man. later. All
1: right, right now, can we be, please just look at our gorgeous royal family? <laughs> <laughs> that the white area, pure aura. blood. Yeah, you could. St- Mike Knox would love to be able to breed someone that <laughs> looked like a Windsor. Okay. So I agree with everything on the anti-fascist, but when you start talking about the British men, <laughs> Americans lie awake at night wishing for our teeth.
0: What I like about, and this is going to sound very weird, so you're going to have to let me finish, what I like about Craig Cobb's idea of creating a town of just these, nation- these white nationalists, white supremacists
1: we are going to have to let is, you finish this for Yeah. yeah. Okay, well,
0: what I like about this idea <laughs> is you get them all in one place and then you nuke it from space because that's the only way to be sure and then the whole problem's gone. I wouldn't normally recommend violence as a solution, but in this case, we can spare a nuclear bomb on these people, can't we? <laughs> Just put them all there. Move the other 30 residents out who are nice, good people we can give them another spot of land. Let's give them the Isle of Wight. No, okay, bad choice. We'll give them somewhere. Right? That's an island in Britain, actually, that's got nothing. And white supremacists can stay away from that as well.
1: i, I got to be honest. I think they already have the Isle of Wight. I've been over for a few gigs and not not a whole lot of integration when I was there. There's people who like cod and there's people who like haddock. And let me tell you, these haddock motherfuckers... They're not popular over there. Because
0: <laughs> we will always dislike the, the either the next street or the next town. or. Well, that's the weird thing about Britain. We
1: have no time to dislike foreigners because we hate the town next yes, to us. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's
1: always the punching bag. I grew up Chesley Street. I got, like, throughout school, there was, like, one, two, three. I, I like, you could probably count on one hand the amount of people of color right. that I went to school with. And let me tell you, that was hardly a fucking peaceful utopian. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just find different ways to segregate each other so other people feel bigger. In my school, it was done via the music tastes.
0: Yeah, right. Whereas there you the go. Peop- yeah, the peop- absolutely. The goths on one side, the new romantics yeah.
1: over here. Yeah. No, well, it was goths happy hardcore. I don't know what happened to those new romantics, <laughs> but they 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 kept their head below the palpit,
0: I tell you that. I'm showing my age, clearly. <laughs> the new romantics. <laughs> Well, you're not there in the 80s. No, of course you weren't. You weren't even born.
1: I was 87. What gets me about
0: the racism, to me, is it it seems lazy to just go, okay, I'm going to dislike all of these people because of this one thing they've all got in common. If you really want to dislike someone, sit next to them in an office for three years, put the time in so you've got reasons to dislike them, and then go, no, that person, they've got to go. I'm with you on that.
1: I love the idea of you applying for jobs so you can hear people more effectively. In
0: three years, once you've put your time in, you can't just categorically go, Oh, anyone who wears grey t shirts, they're bang out of order. It's
1: I just is, is this podcast set to run for three years and then you've got what you need?
0: <laughs> yeah, anyone called but, Rick, but... they're bad news.
1: I think it sums it up by, like, as you alluded to earlier, so they have the demonstrations, and that not that it fizzles down, but then that's them trying to then start their plan. Now, yeah. you see Craig Cobb, he's got, like, millions of followers and all this stuff, and he's probably getting, like, donations online, and they move one family in, and these are not the front of the class. Do you know what I mean? You get oh, the no. guy who turns up with, scrawny guy with the Hitler Tash with his awful wife. And the Mm. kids, and they move in, and they're living in houses without water or sewage. Yeah. And those are the only guys who actually moved in physically to the town. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so exactly. Like you said, they're not smart, right? But what Craig Cobb said is, we are being genocided in our own country. Mm. No, you're not, sir. You really are not. Just check out the numbers. You're, you're winning. Te- no, no. White, white people are in the majority in your country. It's okay. Or, or just look at what that. the word Not even genocide that. means.
1: How, how about this? How about you look out the window and see those Native Americans protesting you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you want to talk about in genocide. In your country.
1: Yeah. That 200 years where we started writing the history book on it. Yeah. Those people, they didn't even exist before we got there. But this, so the next thing we see is the first town hall meeting we see. Yeah. And this made me laugh a little bit because um, I was at a wedding once uh, and it was for a family that had divorced. The mother and father had divorced and uh, he was always like what he did to the family by leaving. He was always hated by the side that stayed. Do you know yep, what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: I, and everyone's like, oh, where's such and such as dad? Is like, oh, he's not here yet. You haven't heard the chorus of booze from me mother and that lot so like when they walk into the town hall meeting and it's like I mean if I say a town hall meeting it's like a barn yeah. and uh, with a few chairs and there's like 30 people there but then Craig Cobb walks in in his leather jacket and his stringy hair and his insane garth fucking look on his face because they walk in and they're with like a leader of the bigger organisation they've donated a house to I think was like the, I, don't, I don't even I think the fucking the for them that was the NSM like that was Nationalist movement yeah and he walks in like every like Hedgeman villain, and they act like military. So he has two people in like military yeah. style clothes stand beside him, and they stand up and they start saying, "If you, if you boo, if you are rude, you'll be thrown out." They throw people out of the place, yep. and they flat out tell them, "We will have a voting majority, and we will take this town over." And just to imagine that this has just been dropped on your lap as a residence, do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So what I liked about the town folk was they all went up to Bobby. H- Bobby Harper, the only man of colour. And they all checked if he was all right. And then when they interviewed him, the documentary makers interviewed him, they went, are you going to leave? He was like, no, why would I leave? This is my home. To be fair, I didn't want to be here in the first place. But now I'm here, I'm not going to go, even if I have got the leader of the white supremacists as my neighbour. Because that must have driven Craig Cobb mad. Do you know what I mean? The one house he buys that he moves into. He looks out every day. He's like, because <laughs> the documentary was, it was really scary. They're terrifying people and they're really intimidating. Like, really, really intimidating.
1: Yeah. And it's 20 minutes in it looks like this town's about to go to war. Yeah. Because and lose. They're all, yeah, and they're all got, everyone's carrying guns. <laughs> it just looks like it could kick off at any moment.
0: When Lee Cook's wife says, I'm packing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they're buying. They they're getting. they carrying concealed permits yeah. and things like that. And they're
0: not packing to leave. They're, they're they're packing guns ready to to start. Yeah, well, not to start a war. They they're just going to get involved in a war.
1: Because I showed the news report of the first guy that wasn't Cobb that moved in, the, the Hitler Tash guy, which I refused to learn his name. Just re- I I,
0: <laughs> I also didn't write down his name. It's like, no, fuck you. You you're, you're not worthy of me typing in your name.
1: Just dipshit Hitler-tash guy, and they refer to him as a self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed skinhead. Yeah. Which that sent a shiver down my spine. Is it like, does that mean I have to refer to myself as a self-proclaimed <laughs> no, yeah. bald guy, just in case any political allegiances are mistaken?
0: But, and also, he's ex-military, so he served in the forces, right? And that's weird. He mm. would have been posted overseas. He would have been... Uh, he would have been fighting alongside people of color, uh, women, lo- loads of different people from him in terms of race, gender, politics, and yet suddenly he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna stick with. I found my crowd. No, you you had your yeah. crowd. You were with the U.S. military. That's not a bad thing to be a part of in your country."
1: So the residents start to do to start to be very clever, to be honest, compared to what you'd expect from such a parochial town. So they start. Uh, putting cameras on their houses. Yep. They start monitoring the message boards of what he's saying to these racist groups. And like the the call to arms for all these people to come, you must be absolutely horrified. Do you know what I mean? Like this is the time. Either, either you take up arms and come here or lose your country. This is our town now. Yeah. And um, I found this funny. So Lee Cook, the guy who had lost his daughter, moved in. They're the ones with the guns. As well as the racists. They started posting Lee Cook's address yeah. on these websites. And I thought, what's the point in that? He's your next door fucking neighbour. You know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> this is hardly like, ooh, I found the elite judges. like they can go to Cobb's house and you go, Yeah, two doors down.
0: Uh, there's there's four there's only thirty four people in the town for fuck's sake. The the thing is as well, just to to put this into context, they're in sixteen thousand uh schools square miles of country yeah they're in like the size of wales is how i pictured it in my head and they've got four deputies even though there's only 32 of them they've got four deputies to police that entire entire space so the yeah the deputies are like ah oh, man come on <laughs> yeah
1: that, that's fucked it is that like that you'd be gutted because as i've mentioned in the past like i've Since I've never, in the actual working world, really got much higher than minimum wage, I've always very carefully looked at what is best value for minimum wage. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: completely. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, which I know that triggers hardworking people into calling me lazy, but I do hate the fact that minimum wage is, if I paid you one penny less, it'll be considered slavery. (laughs) Do you know what I mean?
0: You know the comedian David Cross? Yeah. He goes, couldn't we just call it something else? Because legally, I'd like to pay you less, but there's a law. So this is the barest minimum that I can get away with paying for you
1: yeah, and not exactly go into
0: court. It's the minimum <laughs> wage.
1: But then then you see footage of this, uh, one of the racist guys in, in, in the town hall, and he's yelling that he's an American veteran, and he won't be told to leave. And then he does the fucking zig high yeah. and yells white power. Yeah. And you just oh, it just cuts through you when you hear that dumb shit. But like
0: what was nineteen what was nineteen forty one to nineteen forty five about for these people in this country? Do they not know their history? Their entire nation fought against that. It's insane. They're all like, yeah, we wanna you know, we want the planet to be like Europe. You know, white people. If you want that so much, move to fucking Europe. We're very open in Europe. We'll take anybody. Come on in. Do you know why they don't do it? Do you know why they don't move to these Scandinavian countries? They're not good looking enough. It's as simple as that. They've they've got the skills, right? Employable skills, but on their application form they'd be like, yeah, they'd they'd never get laid for a start. They are not good looking honest. enough to move to Scandinavia.
1: As as a white guy, and this doesn't get said quite enough, you gotta be very good looking to get someone from a different culture. <laughs> it doesn't happen too often. Yeah. And I think that boil. I think that's a larger part of it than feeling like they're being overrun. They're being overrun by people that'll never fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the whole thing they're angry at. <laughs> what I wondered throughout the whole thing because the coverage, because you see both sides of the let's call it because let's call it what it was right it was a war you see both Mm. sides of the war but i don't get who did they pay to get the footage for instance of the beginning when the wife is walking around with a video camera filming these sexy men with guns the white supremacists how did they get that footage who paid for it
1: i'll tell you right now they were posting that freely online so that would intimidate the neighbors
0: Oh, I missed that. Oh right, okay.
1: No, no, no. That that's just that that is a complete assumption.
0: Oh right, oh okay. There's a reasonable. But assumption.
1: also, yeah, right. t- towards towards the end, I think there's a, an explanation to it as well.
0: Actually, I know because so, I've seen the end. I know why. But at the time, I was like, "Who the hell's pa- who's funding this documentary? Is it the goodies or the baddies?"
1: It was Kickstarter funded the documentary I saw at the end.
0: Did you see how many pages of Kickstarter funding there was in the credits? Did you you watch the credits?
1: Yeah, I saw that amount. Right. But I was expecting it at the end of the credits. Do you know how, like, Happy Gilmore, they showed what they went on to next? Right. Uh, I I very much imagined that fucking Craig Cobb went on to create the Barclay Marathon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He does look like... They have a similar look. There was, in terms of Kickstarter credits, they put the names up. And in a small font, and it covered the screen. That rolled on. They just kept changing their names every few seconds. That rolled on for ninety seconds. There were oh, I there were thousands of people who funded this. I,
1: I just saw the Kickstarter the thing, and that's when yeah. I, I came upstairs. But we meet the first guy. Who's uh, it's one of those ones. I hate people's self grandstanding. Does that make sense? I don't like like ego and you need to know my character by looking at me that I'm not to be messed with. And this is the guy. And I think he did a lot of good. He's the guy of the cameras and he's the guy who set up the website, um, documenting everything for the courts.
0: His name was Gregory Bruce. And he's the one who said, if I had
1: my gun on him, I would have shot them. That, that kind the yeah. guy. Like, but he
0: also said, this is a great quote from, from Gregory. I haven't got a problem with any skin color but I cannot abide stupid people. And that's why he set up the website and he he went around uh, photographing everything and setting up video cameras. And he said, as soon as he saw these white supremacists, he's not had a fire in his belly for 25 years, but this has ignited it.
1: And then the next thing we see is another town hall and this is when you start to see Craig Cobb with his laptop. So he's literally got his laptop like yeah. open like a book vertically. Yeah. And he's just filming everyone for like this website that has millions of racist followers. And he's going to Lee Cook going, Lee Cook, your daughter died, got murdered. Are you not man enough to find the guy who did that? Did you have something to do if your daughter's murder? Is that why you're here? And it's just... Oh, it is sickening it to hear. Sickening. And the composure of like a Lee Cook to stand there and take that is just... Yeah. Uh, it's beyond measure. It's its absolutely brutal. It got to the point where the intimidation... Lee Cook worked out of town because he didn't work in the shop they had there. <laughs> so he went out of town and he had to take his family with him. Yeah. So his family was not allowed to stay. Because obviously, if you don't, want has been muddy. You're not taking a single risk of, course it's not. of doing yeah, that. Yeah. But you can't hate Craig Cobb more. Absolutely not. And-
0: but in that meeting where he's taking the laptop around, Laura Collin from the Mail Online gets involved and she starts interviewing him. And at the time, you're like, well, I'll, I'll, I wonder what side she's on. <laughs> is she a goodie or a baddie? Because she's from the Daily Mail. You're like, oh, I, I hope she's doing us proud and she's on the goodie side.
1: There's um the mayor, and this is, again, such... So, so if you imagine a town mayor, a mayor of anything, and you can't imagine him with a cowboy hat in a saloon with five people talking about how I think Lee Cook's just going to kill that cocksucker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought that was, again, just fascinating footage in this documentary.
0: But what did they, they unearth in that bar? When he was talking in that bar, one of the blokes who was just having a beer said, and they're living there without sewage. How are those families living there without... What are they doing with their waste? They have no running water. They have no flushing toilets. And suddenly you almost see the little light bulb go off, don't you, over the mayor's head? Mm. Because then they bring in the ordinance, the, like, ordinance. the law. Yeah, they, they bring in a law that says if you don't have sewage or running water in your home, you're not allowed to live here. So either get sewage and running water or leave. And it's a stroke of genius that basically blokes down the pub came up with.
1: Well, he was probably the town um, chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he could have been the town scientist. You're absolutely right. Yeah,
1: because um, <laughs> you then see there's they're they're like putting up these weird billboards of swatch stickers and Leith, the village of the damned. Yeah, but Cobb's not there a lot. It's just this one idiot family. Yeah, so. So like people, it's really funny when you see someone just rode dick on the guy's car <laughs> and then uh, completely remind me of the bigger of Alan Partridge of Cockpiss Partridge on the car. Like, And you see them doing these videos talking about how they're being persecuted and you shouldn't victimize people for their beliefs. And you go, do you realize how fucking dumb you sound with a Hitler mustache and a SWAT sticker on your shoulder yeah. saying, oh, people don't like me for my beliefs? But they use their own tactic against them. of, Right, they don't have enough residents yet. Let's pass an ordinance law to say if you don't have sewage or, brick or water, yeah. you can't live there.
0: And, well, and then the, the really chilling thing, because this is the, the I mean, it's foreshadowing for later. Put a, an extract from a radio phone in show, and it's a guy called Fraser Glenn Miller. Three names. Three names. Ooh. And he says the white race is dying out. Simple mathematics prove it
1: but it's the voice he said it's simple mathematics man you just gotta look at the numbers that i read on this website (laughs) yeah
0: you're like no that's not true there's seven billion people a billion of those are chinese a billion of them are indian that leaves five billion left you're okay you're still in the majority you're okay what are they afraid of
1: you start to argue numbers you're done because you went you would argue a proven point and then they would say you're part of the Jewish media propaganda of who makes the numbers do you know what I mean whereas Craig Cobb knows the truth in their <laughs> mind it's 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 so fucking ridiculous you know what it,
0: it, you know what it reminded me of was uh, what was the guy's name from the Flat Earth documentary that was lost that we, that we watched you know the behind the curve. What's, yeah. what's his name?
1: Yeah. Was it, was it the comedian who, a drunk astronaut, told them that the Earth was flat? <laughs> and then he, and that started a movement that was now close to like half a million fucking idiots that have joined. Mark that Sargent.
0: That's the dude's name. No, Mark Sargent said, Well, you can do anything with mathematics, you can make up any lies. Yeah, well, y- y- Yes, if the mathematics is wrong, of course you can.
1: Yeah, but with, with maths it takes two people. It takes the person who does the maths, and it takes someone who knows maths to understand what he did. <laughs> and, do you know? Because we all we can all just look at stats and statistics. We can all read letters from the Premier League saying why a deal wouldn't go through, but we all lean to what we want to happen. Okay. We just support our cause no matter what. If you got if you got a piece of info that fits, that's beautiful. If it doesn't fit, that's wrong, let, and that's just the way it goes.
0: Let it go, Rick. Let it. Are go. you going to
1: tell me to let that go? You can get fucked, young man. This let is go. not going anywhere for a very long fucking time. <laughs> All right. They're
0: not buying your club. I'm sorry, but you're back in the mire with me. Misery loves company, Rick.
1: Could give a shit about your misery, <laughs> right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I and and to be honest, give a and uh, talk about Craig Cobb. I, I I was very close to retweeting Richard Master's home address and I wouldn't mind what happened to him.
0: So So next up Next up we cut to Craig Cobb says, Okay, I'll do a DNA test then. I'll prove that white white is alright. And he goes on the T V show and this was one of my favourite shows. I remember watching watching this lady. Trisha. I didn't know she'd gone to the States. This is Trisha Goddard. Did you used to watch her back mm-hmm. in the day?
1: Oh, I used to watch some other, when it kind of went Ricky Lake, Jerry Springer, Trisha. Well, yeah, she, t- then she took over. Morphed into Jeremy Kyle. She
0: took over Ma- uh, Maury Povich, right? So that was, oh, that was right. quite, a, I mean, he was big, right? And she took over. Mm. She was out there for a few years. So she gets, and I think this is one of the best bits in not just this documentary, but any documentary. So she says, OK, so we've DNA tested Cobb. And the results are now Cobb is sitting next to a woman of colour. And Trisha, if you don't know who Tricia Goddard is, she's also a woman of colour. And Trisha just reads out and she's got such authority in her voice. She says, so Craig Cobb is 86% European. And as soon as she finishes the 86% European, the woman sitting next to Cobb bursts into, I would almost say, tyrannical laughter. She's got a laugh not dissimilar to my own and she loses her shit. She's laughing so much. And then Trisha says, so he's 86% European and 14% sub-Saharan African. And it is genuinely funny because the look on Cobb's face is brilliant. And then Trisha just looks at him and she gives the greatest quote of this documentary. Sweetheart, you've got a little black in you. And it's just brilliantly done. And then she stands up, she goes over to Cobb and she goes to fist bump him. And he recoils in horror, doesn't he? And people are laughing at him and the shame he must have felt. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant.
1: See, I enjoyed that, but I also cringe slightly. Really? Because and I'll tell you for why. Um as mentioned on the past, we are all looking for what's okay to dislike, take the piss out of and hate. It, it's it's morphed in the UK from racist to people to fucking food choice. Do you know what yep, I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's yep. always a section. And the problem is, is yes, it's absolutely fine to hate a racist. It is absolutely fine. It's acceptable. Finally, we have something to hate. So what do we do? We give them a platform. You talk about someone like Tommy Robinson in this country, head of the National Front. We shouldn't even know his name. He's got that few party members. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? he got- but because we all need a dick to point at, they get a platform and their word gets bigger. Because a racist watching that is not going, oh, he's fourteen percent. They're too busy going, look at how they're talking to this white guy. Do you know what I mean? And then they learn Cobb's name. They learn his fucking, you and know, they buy into his his, his Twitter his, handle. And they
0: buy into his rhetoric,
1: and it all works out. It's all. There's no such thing as bad publicity, especially when your your game in town is you're the biggest piece of shit in town.
0: That's a fair point. As so much as the idiots As much as it's, it, as much as it's great
1: T V. Yeah. It doesn't change their mind. No. It does it, But yeah, it was it's great TV, seeing him like react to it, and he tries to have his little little racist guy back and he tries to almost have dignity, but he looks he looks ridiculous. But I mean, you went on Trisha, what the fuck do you expect to look like? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he doesn't mind. You just go on to be called a dick so that people go, Oh no, I I like his thing, I'm gonna support him harder now.
0: Yeah because he was the it, yeah because he was the victim.
1: To them, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is irony I believe that he he's now a victim. Um the residents of Leaf then start hassling the new residents of Leaf, the white supremacists, which again is the complete reverse of what the white supremacists were doing.
1: It, it's it's hilarious, isn't it? It's a, like, it's a taste of their own medicine and they can't handle it. They can't handle latest.
0: it at all, right?
1: And this little, and the douchebag who turned up with the Hitler Tash and just got basically left there by Cobb. Because it looks like Cobb's on a speaking tour most of the time or whatever yeah. he's doing.
0: Well, and, um, he's raising money yeah. for the cause.
1: And he's brought his family with him for fucking idiot and his men and woman. Um, I dislike the woman intensely. She reminds me of someone I know and I can completely see her doing that.
0: Well, w- weirdly enough, when they were walking down the street with their guns. And they're saying, stop the hate. You're walking down the street with a gun pointed at people. <laughs> Listen to the words yeah. coming out of your mouth. Stop the hate. What a, Look at my God.
1: What about the shed you've planted 19 Nazi flags in <laughs> and, you've went and, and you've went and shoved a camera in someone's face and accused them of killing their murdered daughter? Yeah. And you're like, well... So no one should be treated like this because of their belief. And you're like, look, you fucking idiot. This, you brought this entirely on yourself. Where are social services at? How come social services don't get involved with parents putting their kids in, in, in environments like this?
0: Is it because it would bring down the property price value? Because that would say like, oh, yeah, look, 30% of children in LEAF are getting treated like this. So their property prices would smash. Is that why?
1: I. They bought that house for a dollar. I don't think they're worried about the property house. <laughs> they lose uh, 30 right.
0: cents on the dollar. It's fucking awful. Well, the good thing about them walking down the street with the guns is the police turn up. And the police, I thought, were absolutely brilliant because they convinced them to put the guns away, turn around, go back home, which they did. And then the police turned up at their house a few hours later and said, yeah, you know that whole gun thing? You're nicked. And they nick the pair of them. They nick Cobb and the Hitler moustache kid.
1: I thought the opposite for the first part, right? Especially if what's going on in the news and everything's happening, George Floyd and all the uprising and things like that. So you got these two guys. They're walking around with fucking semi-assault rifles or whatever they're they're walking around openly, and they're yelling at people in the town. They are shouting at them. He's talking... He, he, it's racial epithets. It's fucking. It's all sorts of what they're yelling, and they tell him, "Careful, motherfucker, we'll kill you." I'm the yeah, most yeah. racist. I'm the most famous racist on the planet. I'll fucking have you. All this kind of stuff, and they go to the guy who made the website, the guy with the bit of the ego. Gregory they're in each Bruce. other's face for a little yeah, while, yeah. and it and then the police comes. They 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 drive up slowly. To two men with rifles and, and the fucking awful woman behind them filming them. And you can hear them. It's a bit like the Timothy Treadwell of hearing his director's notes. Yeah. You can't dislike people more when you go, make sure he stays in shot. And I want this. To, and I'll say this to this guy. Great. Okay. So they've got the full cut of that, which was making him look like even more of a dick.
0: Well, and this is how much he distrusts his, well, his foot soldier and the foot soldier's wife. Because he says, don't you say anything. You leave all the talking to me. I've got no trust in you people. Don't
1: talk. And and this becomes, again, into a little bit of a personal pet peeve of mine to people who think they know something like the Magna Carta or the law to an extent that they can tell a fucking riddle to a police officer. (laughs) And they can go home. Under what article are you doing this? It's just like, listen, you're in the wrong. Don't try and be a smart ass. <laughs> you're carrying a bag of weed. Don't tell them <laughs> under section four of the fucking Magna Carta that they're in lawful rebellion to the crown to ask to see your fucking pockets, okay? It's all laws like, based
0: on maritime law. And what that means is shut the fuck up. That's what this means.
1: I've got a maid who sits and watches YouTube clips of chavs in cars refusing to wind their window down for the police. Right. I have my every right to keep my window closed. You don't know if I don't have a social disease that means my window has to stay open. Unless you have a court-sealed document with a warrant. Oh, my fucking! Anyone who believes in that shit is going to jail. They all end up in jail because they're fucking idiots.
0: All of them. And that's the one of the bad sides of the internet. It's given the idiots just enough ammo to, to waste more time.
1: I got told a fascinating one, which was, your passport is in block capitals.
0: Because?
1: Because that is the company that's made out in your name when you're born to pay tax into. So if you go to court, technically, you could put your passport down and say that's who's guilty of the crime. And if they don't say something before the trial begins, you could ask the clerk of the court to arrest the judge because they are in lawful rebellion to the crown. Oh my god. And the guy tells I don't don't get me wrong, the guy who told me that is isn't actually a bad person. He's he's just very read up on the internet and on rights and things like that but I just thought like you try doing it. I've done jury service you tell the judge he's on fucking <laughs> he's, it, you tell the judge that he's now arrested because, yeah. <laughs> because you know nah this phrase and see what happens
0: citizens arrest you'd
1: be my cousin Vinny didn't fucking being held in contempt within six seconds and see how you come back out for the trial on Monday but anyway, so the police officer... I, I've completely just went around the houses there. So yeah, the police why officers the, come out is the of the car. The police
0: officer doing a bad thing here. He he's Listen, he's he's making a very bad situation reasonable.
1: So the police standard procedure of how to treat people that might be a threat that are unarmed. And then you have these two fucking neo-Nazis with rifles yelling racial epithets threatening people of an entire town. But They, had they guns come out and going, on them. Yeah, yeah, and, but they shoot a police officer, they're fucked, you can't be like, oh no, sorry, we were scared of them then. So listen to what they say, and this is just the way they yeah, react to it. Because I tell you what, if if those racists were of a different colour, it would be they would have had their weapons drawn, get out of the car, get on the yeah, floor, might, we're not even yeah, fucking yeah, listening to what we're saying, get on the floor, get on the floor, get on the floor, and it would have been done. But no, 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 not the fucking famous racist white guy. No, no. They go, "Excuse me, sir," and he goes, "I don't want to talk to you." And he carries on walking. Go, I have to ask, is the gun loaded? And they went, "It's loaded." Okay, okay. It's not chambered though. Okay, you can go home. And then they get to go home. Then they get stories from around the town, and then they come arrest them later. But that whole initial procedure of it, we've all seen a million and one little bits of fucking footage. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, and that is that is the. And I was glad the very next scene they did arrest them.
0: Because at the time, when they, I'm screaming at them, going, they've got guns, fucking nick them. And then when they did, I was like, actually, no, that was definitely handled. Because they could have gone, that could have turned into, you know, a mini Waco. That's all that would have happened there.
1: But a very mini Waco, because it was only one family. None of them actually moved in.
0: But effectively, there was only three cops in the car, which to be fair, that was 75% of the police force.
1: Yeah, I, for for me, they could have just drew their guns, hands on the floor, hands in the air. Why why does a geriatric racist get more respect than than, than anyone else? Right? I tell you what, we've got to take a, a a quick break. We've got some new messages to add in. We'll drop that in here, and uh, we'll be back in two
0: minutes. So, here's where I'm at, right, with the whole thing. When they get arrested, I'm with the Blues Brothers. You know when they go, I hate Illinois Nazis, and they drive the car at the Nazi rally, and they, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of with the Blues Brothers on this one, but it doesn't yeah. solve anything by just arresting them and putting them all in jail. I think it slows it down. What I mean, I don't. I, don't, I haven't got an answer. I haven't got a solution.
1: <laughs> mind you, when you when you see that little town hall in that secluded area, and there's four of them in there with their laptops, grinning like morons at them. Accusing yeah. them of killing their kids,
0: yeah.
1: I just want them to lock the doors, go a bit red state on them. I, I I think you you could make those. I mean, what what what's going to happen is the, if the mayor's the one pulling the trigger? What's really going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No one saw nothing. All right. You you know that scene in Kingsman where Colin Firth goes mental in the church? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's send in Colin Firth. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, and uh, I had to.
0: You could do that for all problems, couldn't you? When it's just getting too much. Colin, God, get in that, there, son. That would be
1: a documentary you'd complain at watching as well. You'd be like, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's too real.
1: But, but one of the reasons for, for the break you guys had just heard is I had to send uh, Matt a picture, and we found the perfect lookalike, but I knew he wouldn't get the reference. Frank Buffet from Friends, Phoebe Buffet's dad. Is without a doubt Craig Cobb.
0: Now, if you're not sure who Frank Buffet is, he played the head of the network in Seinfeld, who gives George and Jerry the break, you're and then right. falls madly in love with Elaine. Yep, and goes and joins. I think it's Greenpeace or something. Yeah, it's that guy, or Bruce Dern. That's the other fella.
1: Oh, uh, just just one quick thing as well. So. Prior to them walking around with their rifles, you had uh, the daftash lad calling the police about the graffiti to his car. Yeah. Uh, And filing a report and being emotional. And then you see him walk outside Lee Cook's house with their guns and say, where's Lee Cook? He's hiding in his house like a bitch waiting for the police to come and solve his problems. Just the, the absolute... Lack of hypocrisy, like the absolute hypocrisy, sorry, of these losers, I can't stand them. I absolutely hate them with a passion. I honestly do. They go- So now it's about the trial is what we're going to.
0: This is where Cobb becomes, because he's clearly, he's a smart man, right? You know he's a smart man because he tells you so. That's oh. a, that's what clever people do, isn't it? Listen, I'll tell you how smart I am. I've got this number as an IQ. Really? You, you're in jail, mate for preaching hate. How fucking smart are you? Exactly.
1: You can't really believe what he says when he thinks Jamaicans are like zombies from Jupiter or whatever the fuck he posts on his website. You know what I mean? You got to take a pinch of salt with one of these psychopaths because his story is he had to join the army. He took an IQ test and he did so well. He finished second in the whole of Kansas and they said he could join the NSA, but he would have to join for six years. So he decided not to. Uh, The smartest thing he does, he gets a haircut. That's one thing he does. He gets a haircut. Well, he
0: doesn't just get a haircut. He changes his entire image. He he John DuPonts it.
1: Mm, the opposite. He reverse reverse yeah, yeah. John DuPonts. He, he
0: manipulates. So
1: they've got them on seven counts of terrorization with a possible two-year sentence on each.
0: I and didn't even know what terrorization was. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. They, set his, they set his bail at a million dollars. And that was, that was when a million dollars was a lot of money.
1: So they do that. And then, yeah, sorry. So seven counts of terrorization. So they could be going away for about 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And here's the problem. Do you remember the website guy I told you had the fucking ego?
0: Yeah, Gregory Bruce.
1: So he turns around and he starts ringing up radio stations going, I wasn't scared of him. Yeah. So then that discred- discredits that witness. And then that ebbs away. At all the other witnesses as well, yeah. So then the witnesses lose credibility, and then the case falls apart. So he yeah. gets a, so he gets a plea deal. They're not happy with the plea deal. It's like suspended sentence for two years. He's never allowed to own firearms, and he's not allowed to go near the neighbors that he terrorized.
0: Yeah, and then you see uh, Hitler moustache guy. He um he, he's a chef.
1: <laughs> oh, he got let out. No, he yeah. wants to be a chef. I couldn't. So he grew his hair, he grew his tash in very quickly in jail, I I, I might add. And then you see him with his yeah, family. Yeah, I guess,
0: I guess prisoners don't go for the Nazi look.
1: Depends what, what, depends what wing you're in, really. You've got to smoke a lot of spice if you're going to put up with that in yourself. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and he, he's talking about how he likes to make cupcakes, and this is the real him. And you're like, fuck you. No, you've been caught out for being an arsehole. Don't try and moonwalk out of it now.
0: And you see... <laughs> Drew Barrymore, moonwalk out. Watch me, yeah. moonwalk out of here.
1: And, and,
0: I haven't heard that reference in ages.
1: Again, what does the missus? They've got the kid with them because they're trying to get sympathy now. And I think this is how they got the footage. They want to try and have some good publicity on the back. Because it even says, maybe all this stuff will end in some good publicity for a restaurant for me someday. So fu- like, basically, the soup Nazi's already been done. <laughs> the, the soup-
0: <laughs> lovely, lovely but what does
1: What does the mingin' wife say? She's got the kid next to him. And she says, What other words? What other words start with N? And you're just like, fuck this woman. I cannot fucking stand her.
0: She's baiting the child to get a reaction from an audience that she doesn't know who the audience are.
1: It was either one of the prosecutors or one of the experts on the subject had a very interesting uh, fact. Where there is a, there was a lot of manpower, resources, technology devoted to monitoring the hate groups in America, yeah, until until nine eleven,
0: yeah, and they switched everything and they over switched to everything. extremists and extremist uh, Muslims, yeah,
1: switched to everything and, to watching, uh, Islamic extremists.
0: So that yeah, and the woman who's saying that works for a newspaper or a magazine and she's the one who got the town and told the town who Cobb is. And what her job is in the newspaper is to to keep her eye on Cobb and anyone associated with him. And basically, wherever he goes, she basically blows the whistle and says, hey, do you know who this guy is? The magazine she works for is the Intelligence Report magazine. Her name is Heidi Brick. And she points out she doesn't want white supremacy in the country and it's her job to stamp it out so this woman has devoting her career her life to stamping out white supremacy because the government is busy tracking down some other bad dudes as they would be referred to in the government
1: then we find out that uh the three name fraser glenn miller goes and shoots yeah. up a synagogue killing three people yeah. after speaking with craig cobb the guy who's like, we're losing our country. Look at the math. Look at the math. Yeah. And so he goes and shoots three people days after talking to Cobb. And then then the documentary starts to wind down. You see the mayor's birthday, which I thought was pretty funny. When when they're in, just sitting chill now talking about uh, the case and what happens next.
0: Whose birthday?
1: The mayor. So he yes. got le-
0: <laughs> What I got, so after you hear the news of Fraser Glenn Miller and he killed the three people at the Jewish center i then got this feeling of just how depressing must it be for some americans to live as, alongside all of these millions of other americans who have got guns how terrifying and depressing must that be because it scares me i i once um i went on holiday to america with a ex girlfriend we made a wrong left turn when we shouldn't have we got wooed over by the police and the copper got out the car, and he was screaming at me, like, "Just put your hands on the dashboard! Hands on the dashboard!" And I'm like, "What were you talking about?" And I'm going to get out the car. The geezer pulls his gun on me, and I'm putting my hands out, going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm down, son. What are you doing?" Off. And the geezer's pointing his shooter at me. You made the wrong left turn. Okay, let's put the gun away. Let's get some perspective here.
1: And again, look at how you were tread compared to the mad racist who incites violence with guns, putting swat stickers around the town.
0: Yep, you're right. They don't like little people like me.
1: Yeah, you probably thought an 11-year-old stole a car, in all (laughs) fairness. But then, then he's out, and he's trying to do some character rehabilitation in the motel where he's electronically tagged. You see him try and ring the top racists, and they don't answer, which I thought was funny. Yep. He tries to ring all those guys.
0: The mayor starts tearing down the homes... And the mayor says, the mayor's, it's still quite sad, right? Because he says, when will we ever be safe in our own homes again?
1: He starts teaching his wife how to shoot guns and all sorts, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then we start hanging out with Cobb for some reason. Yeah. And I, is that to discredit him? Because he's clearly... He's got a lonely existence at this stage, right?
1: I think one of the difficulties with a documentary is there is an end point from when you stop filming. I mean, for a director. If it's not something that's already happened, they followed the ongoing story from the sounds of it in Leith. So they need to try and cobble together a feeling of finality. So they want to find out what his next plan is and if he's done, if he's if he's learned anything. But then you see him looking through pictures of like Hitler with two kids and going... I look like him at the age six. Do you know what I mean? Just weird yeah. shit.
0: And but, oh, No, actually, they're, they're trying to humanize him a little bit because he's talking about his dad and, you know, how clever he is and, you know, blah, 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 and he's smiling. He's making jokes. They're trying to humanize him. And then suddenly you go, oh, no, 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 he's a piece of shit. That was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the bad guy in this.
1: Oh, I didn't lose that just for for a second, because he's ringing like the head of the KKK. Going, oh, Dave, uh, can't catch you, but uh, maybe once you've had your dinner, you
0: can get back and touch with things <laughs> yeah. now. I mean, <laughs> just want to say thanks for all the support while I was in jail. <laughs> to show what the king of the understatement he is, he says he has a reputation online for speaking meanly. That's the best use of the word meanly I've ever I've ever witnessed, because the the guy is is spouting just evil hatred
1: and then they get one final chat with the head of the nsm he's the one who's all in leather all the time and he says um oh so they pulled the houses down they they were dilapidated we still own the land so they've done us a favor it's just you know he lost he lost they're not moving in they're not and they said at the end of the time of filming uh no one had moved into that land hmm I'd i be just intrigued to see if anyone had or, or anything happened of it, because...
0: Well, he is still kicking around, so I Googled him, I, I checked him out. Uh, not a lot, um but yeah, he is still kicking around. I, I was hoping... You ever seen the brilliant Edward Norton film, American History X? Yes. I was hoping he was going to get American History X'd, but he didn't. So... Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, he's bum- still... He's still- do you,
1: so do you mean bummed into not being racist or uh, curb stomped? Curb stomped?
0: Curb stomped, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see, didn't like the
1: man. And I, as I, you know,
0: there's not many people I dislike. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm just glad Thanks you're Thanks to you,
0: I'm, I'm getting closer to 10. So well, well done, Rick.
1: Well, now you're not in just a fucking bubble, Matt. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know what to tell you.
0: I, I enjoyed the bubble, Rick. There was nothing wrong with the bubble. It was a little lonely, I grant you. But it was fluffy. It was hey, a
1: fluffy... When, when you see the worst times, you appreciate the better times.
0: Yeah, all right, Confucius. All right, move on. Um, did you see who oh, the I'm film confused.
1: was? <laughs> Mr. fucking minimalist. I'm, I'm the spiritual one, am I?
0: Um, did you see who the film was dedicated to? No. The film was dedicated to the memory of Crystal Cook, Lee Cook's daughter. Yeah, That's a nice touch. Yeah, I thought so. But it, it leaves you, at the end of it, you have got this, I I felt a, A feeling of helplessness and just disgust and anger. And then I I felt sorry for the townspeople, the mayor, Lee Cook and his wife and his kids. Just none of it. Yeah, none of it I felt good about.
1: I, I I agree, but I felt that during it and the way they responded and looked after to the sanctity of their town, ironically, like a racist should. I I think they rallied around fine if you look at all the protesters that came out and tried to put a stop to it. Because if you don't, it, it just would have been rolled over. Do you know what I mean? It would have been done, yeah. dusted, without. Uh, and I think uh, the people who live there can hold their head up high. They acted correctly. Oh, sh-
0: shit, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, And apparently it's it's worked out. Um, I just don't know what they'll be doing in Leith now without the racists to have a go at
0: because <laughs> there's nothing there. <laughs> It just goes back to a sleepy old town where people in the pub come up with great solutions to really difficult problems. They could be tackling it now, couldn't they? They could be looking at world hunger right now. And that guy in the pub's like, I've got it, Dave. This is what we're going to do. So give us a score, Rick.
1: I'm going to say a 3.5 out of that one. I, I, I thought it was very interesting. It's a new story. And again, if it happened in this country, I mean, how, how huge would it have been of a story? I mean, America's so vast, it can get lost in the weeds if it's not New York or LA. It's just the whole, yes. it's just the middle, middle county. But if you had literally like uh, pick a town at random, Essex was overtaken by slightly more racist people, then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> easy, <laughs> man. I'm part Essex.
1: You're part Essex. you 86%. Yeah. Huh? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. Obviously, that's a joke. I've not been to Essex. It's an easy stereotype because um, of how they are. Yeah, I enjoyed it, I thought it was was a good one thought it was a good one As it stands, I've got no gigs in Essex on the docket, so uh, we're cool
0: It's good for the time being, although my family will probably hunt you down and kill you um, <laughs> Sorry, I, uh... I've just got an
1: idea of fucking Oompa Loompas coming into a gig tool, though. Yeah. Just
0: just, I... sharing a trench coat so they look like a normal sized person. <laughs> Open it up, there's two of them there, pull their guns out. Sneaking Boy, in. What were the. you slag.
1: Yeah, the... sneaking in on each other's shoulders, wearing that old Dick Tracy hat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, you. You're one of the most adorably, least intimidating people I've ever met, Matt. But that that documentary, I thought it's it's decent. And listen, we watched it now for a purpose, uh, and that's because there is a longer form of documentary, Wild Country, we're going to go into on a Patreon feed, which we need. So we got a contrast, which is very interesting, and the difference in how organized and that was handled and things like that. So that's going to be fun to get into for 10 hours, Matt.
0: So, And and to balance that out, what I'm going to chuck into the docket is the hour and a half documentary on Patrick Swayze. Just to balance it out, right? Because, you know, he was an artist. If you're going to make me watch (laughs) the, the dregs of the universe, we need something uplifting. And Mr. Swayze, he was in Point Break, Rick. Changed my life. So, I'll give you my score for uh, for this one. That was Hold hands up one down. second there. <laughs> <laughs> <Just hold up. laughs> she nearly got away with a Patrick Swayze thing there.
1: Just, just, just had to get the stress out of my neck before I responded on that one. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure you watch that, we right? already know the highs and lows of his life, Matt. <laughs> like, I remember what? how... Was, I mean, it's brutal. You would never have a footage of it, because I remember the newspapers had um, pictures of him As he'd just been diagnosed with um, uh, whatever killed him. Yeah, he looked like he'd seen a ghost.
0: Very good. Very good. Same way I would ask you to step away from the memory of George Michael. Hello be his name. Swayze's up there, man. He got me into skydiving. He's the reason we're friends. (laughs) If there was no Swayze, there would be no Rick and Matt. And you would have no one to watch documentaries with
1: part of the a, great circle of life <laughs> without he Matt wouldn't have had his pain problem all right his pain pill problem okay so sorry what's your score Matt uh, we'll I'm together. gonna go
0: just this was a solid documentary as much as I as much as I felt disgusted watching it at times it was also uplifting and it's exactly what you said those people of that town they just they give you hope right mm. because good will be evil that's I know that's not always the case, but in this case, it, it was. so. And uh,
1: it also, it was a blueprint, their plan. So if that worked there, they would have tried it yeah. a lot of other places. So at least they can watch that and go, ah, it's not going to be that easy. Like
0: That's it. And what is it for evil to succeed? Good people need to do nothing. Well, good people did something here and they mm. won. And it was good. So that, for me, is that's a very healthy four.
1: Right, so it's a good documentary. Um, so what, what we got up next before we wrap
0: up? Next up on the docket is Project NIM.
1: Ah project NIM
0: which is all about trying to teach a chimpanzee to be a human being and to excellent communicate. documentary project fantastic NIMH. documentary yeah I watched it last night. I normally take notes I took no notes oh, I was right. just captivated from the off. So I've got to watch it again now and take notes.
1: <laughs> That's good, because yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that as you're looking blankly at me. at what to say next.
0: <laughs> what was that person's name, Rick? I don't know. I've only got Nim. That's oh, all I wrote down. Was NIM. that
1: the third teenage assistant you hired? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but right. But I, I'd recommend uh, if there's some time in between these coming out. Project Nim is, is uh, a fucking excellent documentary. I'd recommend trying to check it out. Where did you find it, Matt?
0: Uh, that is on Sky Documentaries if you've got Sky or you can pick it up for a... You can buy it off Amazon or Apple. But yeah, if you've got Sky, it's on Sky Documentaries, which is a superb channel. Absolutely mm. superb.
1: Yeah, I don't have Sky anymore. The in-laws found out we were using their code.
0: It's any little thing with those people, isn't it? <laughs> they're
1: great. They're great. <laughs> but uh, I think I think I like, I like whipped it off one of their main TVs to put it on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> there was a problem. <laughs> it <laughs> was kind He's of like wrong good. I think I was around my mates and I'm like well we can either watch the wrestling or we can <laughs> beep bop, boop <laughs> but yeah so thanks for getting... I think this is a longer episode but uh, yeah, I think it was plenty worth talking about and thank you so much for the messages and yes. uh, just, just tune in I hope you're enjoying it and uh, yeah I hope to see you again
0: soon Ditto from me thank you very much till next week goodbye <laughs>